Thank you very much, my sister. Praise the Lord, all of us who are on. We praise God for this uh, for this night. Thank you for the for the prayer. Thank you all who have prayed. It's a wonderful uh, evening as we look forward to the morning to spend at the feet of uh, Jesus. Uh, this evening we are looking at that topic, the Lord will renew your strength, taken from Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. But I'm going to read the whole portion of Isaiah, Isaiah 40. The Lord will renew your strength. Isaiah 40, as we pray, as we start, let us pray. Lord, we continue to thank you for the opportunity to listen to your word. We pray that, Lord, you will lead us through this uh, reflection. We pray that you will speak to us individually, but also as families, as, uh, as people gathered on this particular platform. And Lord, we ask that your word will indeed uh, energize us. We ask that you will uh, rebuke us where we need to be rebuked. You will encourage us where we need to be encouraged. Lord, you will teach us where we need to be taught. Lord, you will uh, lead us to paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And Lord, we pray for a stable network. We pray that there will be nothing to hinder us from uh, moving well. We pray that you will give us even a sober, sober bodies to hear you clearly. All this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the desert prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and humid low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places the plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind Together we'll see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You bring good tidings to Zion. Go up on a high mountain. You bring good tidings to Jerusalem. Lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Set the towns of Judah. Here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his, arms, his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He turns his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hole of his hand, or with the breath, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust in the earth in a basket, or with the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who has understood the mind of the Lord, or instructed him 
as his counselor, whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. They are regarded as the dust or on the scales. He weighs the irons as though they were the fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. To whom then will you compare God? What image will you compare him to? As for an idol, a craftsman casts it, and goldsmith overlays it with gold, and fashion silver chains for it. A man too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. He looks for a skilled craftsman to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the sack of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings peace princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows them and they wither and the whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Always my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all this? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The word of the Lord. I decided to read that entire portion so that we can really, really draw a number of lessons in regard to our topic. The Lord will renew your strength. And understanding this, this portion will help us even understand what, ex, what strength is God really going to renew in us. What strength should we focus on even as we talk about renewal of, uh, of, 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 of strength? So friends, walk with me as we reflect on this particular on this particular particular portion of, uh, of, of 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 scripture, of course Isaiah is 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 writing to an exiled people. God gives him this oracle. They are exiled. They are in exile in Babylon uh, due to disobedience. Remember, God had called Israel and they, he had he had called them to be a blessing through Abraham. He had given them actually that. Uh, that promise that there would be a blessing <laughs> to the whole world in, 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 in Genesis in Genesis 12, in Genesis 18, it was re-echoed. Even in Genesis 15, it was re-echoed that there would be a blessing to the whole world. A blessing in the sense that uh, nations would stream to God through Israel's faithfulness, through Israel's walking with, with God. But we know that Israel failed in their calling 
and as such, they paid heavy for it. So God arose this pagan nation, Babylon, and they were taken they were taken captive after Hezekiah the king. They were actually taken into captivity in Babylon. A number of them, almost the whole nation, and Israel, Jerusalem, was totally destroyed. So now, this uh, portion of, 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 uh, of, of, of Isaiah is set in that, in that place where God gives Isaiah this oracle. And it starts by saying, comfort, comfort my people a hopeless people, a people in exile, a people whose hopes are totally gone, a people who are thinking God has given up on us, a people who know that, you know, we are in a foreign land. We, we do not even have hope that we shall ever return home. But God, amidst that chaos, God comes with a message, a message of comfort. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Remember, they're in exile because of sin. But still, God says, you are my people. He has not given up on them. His comfort says, your God. He calls them my people and he refers to himself as your God. That even in the exile situation, God still identifies them as his people. God still knows you are mine. I am your, your God. And he goes on to say, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. Still take note, they are in, in Babylon, in a foreign land, in exile, but still God says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. He refers to them as Jerusalem, as a people that still have his, his, his name. Jerusalem was his dwelling. God had chosen to dwell in Jerusalem, that place of peace. So he says, still, much as you are in that foreign land, I still refer to you as Jerusalem. I still see you. I still view you as my own dwelling. And listen, even when you have been exiled, I know you're there because I must purge you. You're there because you're paying for your sin. You're there because of disobedience. You're there because you left your place, because you left your vocation. But listen, you are still my people. I am still your God. You are still my dwelling. And he says, your sin has been paid for. You have received from the Lord double for all your sin. So God says, yes, you have taken on hard service. I took you there as a way of punishing you. But listen, you have paid for it fully. So comfort is the message. Comfort is the message. And he goes on to say, a voice of one calling in the desert. And of course, he describes that, that voice. He says, you are in that place. You are in that desert experience. You are in that wilderness experience. You are away from my real dwelling, Jerusalem. Where you are, it is a desert. Where you are, there is no fruitfulness. Where you are, there is no hope. Where you are, there is no life. But listen, even amidst that there is a voice. Even amidst that, I, God, am speaking to you. Even amidst that, I, God, am raising a voice of comfort. And that voice speaks certain words. It's a voice of saying, prepare the way for the Lord. That even in your exiled situation, I, the Lord, am coming through. Even in that place of 
hopelessness. I, the Lord, am coming through. Even in that place where your hope is totally shattered, where you have given up, where you say, God is punishing me, where you are saying, God, what good can I can, can come out of me? He says, I am coming to you. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for your God, that God is coming to you right there where you are, right there where you are hopeless, right there where you think God has given up on us, right there where you think God is too far away from us, right there where you, you, you're even doubting whether God's presence is available, is saying, I am coming to you. And what will he do? He says, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. God is saying, in that place, I'm going to turn things upside down. I'm going to melt to melt mountains. I'm going to, 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 to have hills raised up. I'm actually going to change things. I'm going to make something new. I'm going to, 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 to bring about a total change. I'm going to change things that you have never thought about. I'm going to put in place the opposite of what you have ever thought through. But also, it, 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 is, it, it is a message of that I will deal with every high thing that has exalted itself. I will deal with every low thing that has thought it's too low. I will actually restore hope where there is hopelessness. I will actually deal with every pride that has exalted itself above God. I will actually deal with every rough ground that is on your way. I will actually see that my glory is revealed that even right there in your exiled situation, even when you have a nation that has exalted itself above you, I, God, will level it. Even when you have kings in Babylon that have actually raised their pride, thinking that they have dealt with this God through exiling you, I, the Lord, am going to bring them law. Even when where you're feeling very low, I, the Lord, am going to actually lift you up. But of course, we know that this scripture was also a messianic scripture, a scripture that was pointing to the time of Jesus, because we see the same words proclaimed by, by John the Baptist. So in simple terms, this Comfort is actually in Jesus himself. No wonder it's him who pays fully for even the hard service. It's him who pays fully, fully, fully for our sin. So friends, walk with me as we journey together. So he continues to say, a voice cries out. And of course, he says in verse 5, all this is doing it for, for his glory, that the glory of God will be visible, that they are going to exile was for God's glory. Their restoration would be for God's glory. God dealing with the foreign nation that has actually put them into captivity is for his own glory. And all mankind together will see for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So friends, take note, it is God himself speaking these words. They are words to a hopeless lot, yet they are words of comfort. He goes on to say, a voice cries out, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass. Their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and falls away because the breath of those blows on them. Sure, the people are like grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. 
but the word of our God stands forever. He tells them, look, do not trust in men. Do not trust in men's words. Men will come and give you empty promises. Men will tell you this today, but tomorrow they will desert you. But listen, they are like grass. Their glory is like the flowers of the field. They only blossom when circumstances are good. They only look beautiful when circumstances are good. But when things are tough, they take off. When things are tough, they wither. When things are tough, they turn their word the other way around. So hold on to that. Do not hold on to men. Hold on to me, God. The grass withers and falls away. Hold on to my word because only my word stands forever. So God is telling this hopeless Lord, do not look to men because they wither. Do not look to men because they, 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 they fail. Do not look to men. And, and, and interestingly, to show you an example of, of one of the men is in the, is in the previous chapter. King Hezekiah. When Hezekiah, when the prophecy is given that the nation of Israel is going to be taken into captivity, that even their children are going to be taken into captivity, listen to the way, to the way Hezekiah responds in verse 8 of 39. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought there will be peace and security in my life. <laughs> When the word the, the word of God comes, a, a word which is which is which is not good, let me say, in terms of receiving it, Hezekiah is not bothered. He says, after all, I'm going to die. After all, I'm going. So even if they go to exile, let them go. So you see the unreliability of men. When circumstances do not favor them, they have nothing to, to deal with you. So he says, do not put your trust in men. Even in your exiled situation, do not look to men. Look to only God. Look to only his word. Look to the word that is speaking. The word of comfort. A proclamation that, 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 that is going to deal with your situation. He says, do not look to men. Then amidst that, he tells them, even in that situation, you who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. So he tells them, even in your situation, do not give up on proclaiming the oracles of God. Do not give up on proclaiming the goodness of God. Do not give up on beholding your God. Move out, shout, you know, move with joy. Tell it, shout it on the top of the mountain that our God reigns. Even in that exiled situation, even in that foreign land, do not give up, do not give up. Do not give up on sharing the good news. Share the news of Christ. Tell it wherever that this God of ours reigns. This God has not given up on us. This God is still with, with us. So that's what he tells them. Go and proclaim our God reigns. Here is our God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. That is coming with power, is coming to rule, that they should not give up on proclaiming the rule of God. They should not give up on proclaiming the approaching kingdom of God. They should not. Their situation of being in exile is no excuse for their proclamation of the gospel. Their situation of being in exile is no excuse for them to proclaim the coming of the Lord, that they are meant to proclaim it even in their exiled situations. And listen, the good news is that the one they are proclaiming is the good shepherd. 
The one they are proclaiming is the one who gathers the lambs in his arms. The one they are proclaiming is the one who gently leads the young. Is this good caring shepherd is a shepherd who has not given up on them is a shepherd who has allowed them to go into exile is a shepherd who is with them even in that situation where they are feeling it's a situation of no fruitfulness it's a situation which is a desert it is a situation which is hopeless the good shepherd is there with them and of course he goes on to describe who this god is he tells them think about this god who is speaking to you think about his goodness think about his majesty think about how mighty he is think about his power he is a god of creation is the creator god is a god who is all knowing is a god who is a wise Counselor is a God who is a, the Lord of all nations. Is God who is incomparable. In verse 18, he says, to whom then will you compare God? In verse 25, to whom will you compare me? So is God who is incomparable. Is God who is Lord over all world leaders. In verse 21, he says, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads, spreads out like a tent in, to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. That is God who who is Lord over all world rulers, all world leaders are in his hands. So even when they are under oppression by the king of Babylon, he says, even him is in my hands. Is God who watches over all creation. So it tells them, think about this God. Think about this God. The Lord who is speaking to you words of comfort. The Lord who is with you, even in that exiled situation. The Lord who speaks to you, who calls you by name, who still knows that you are his dwelling, you are Jerusalem. Even when you are far away from his dwelling, he is still your dwelling. Think about him, the creator, the all-knowing God, the wise counselor, the Lord of all nations, the incomparable God, the Lord over all world leaders and rulers, the one who watches over creation. He says, think about this God. And if you think about this God, then he says, he says it's this God who is speaking to you in Christ. You know, is, is God who is speaking words of, of comfort. So, of course, in their situation, they begin to question. They begin to question, verse 27, why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. So they are in that situation of hopelessness. And they are thinking, you know, as God forgotten us? Is God concerned about us? Does God still reign? Is, you know, is our way hidden from him? Has God given up on us? Has God signed out on us? How do we still matter? So God poses a question to them. He asks, why do you say, listen to me? He says, oh, Jacob. He addresses them and complain, oh, Israel. 
He calls them by the name Jacob. He calls them by the name Israel. A reminder that you are a covenant people. Jacob wrestled with God. Jacob, as a result of wrestling with God, he got a blessing. He wrestled with God at Peniel. And then he was blessed. And after that blessing, God tells him that you have, you have, you have wrestled with God and you have prevailed. And so from today, your name will be Israel. So he addresses them by those two names, Jacob, as the people who wrestle with him. Why do you say, oh, Jacob? You people, he calls them to a point to wrestle with me, move with me, seek me like your grandfather, Jacob, sold me. And he reminds them, yes, you're complaining, but remember you are Israel. You are people that have been covenanted to me. You are dear to me. My name, you, you have my name by yourself. You are still Israel. So there's no need for you to say, why is our way hidden from the Lord? Why is my cause disregarded by my God? Because I still hold you precious to me. I still hold you precious by my side. Even when you chose the path of rebellion, I am God. I never change. I'm God who is covenanted to you. I will not break my covenant. Even when you decided to run away from me, I have remained consistent. I have remained true to this covenant. I covenanted myself to you in Genesis 15. It was by myself that I covenanted myself to you. So I've not given up on you as my covenant people. You're just in this situation for a period of purging, for a period of repentance, for a period of restoration that you will recognize that I still love you, that you recognize that you're still my dwelling, that you recognize that you are still my people. I am still your God. Then he asks them, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting, the creator of the ends of the earth. So friends, before even I go now into this particular portion, I want to speak to us, friends. You are listening this, this, through, through this. Maybe you've walked with God. Maybe you've been like the children of Israel, but you've walked away from God in one way or another. You have been overpowered by sin. You are in that situation of exile. Sin has exiled you. You even feel God is far away from you. Even as you join in on this platform, you have just joined in because there is even a battle within you. You're wrestling with God. God seems to be far. Maybe you are in that exile where addiction has taken over. You are battling with a certain sin. Maybe you are in that place where God seems to be far from you. You are under this desert experience. You don't see any spiritual fruitfulness in your, in, 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 in your life. Your situation is like that exile situation. You have no joy. You are after sorrow, after sorrow. Maybe you've been through situations of burying a friend after another, a relative after another. You are tired of life. Your relationships are torn apart. I do not know which situation you may be in, but I feel there could be one or two. You are in that situation of hopelessness. Listen, the word of God is coming to you. Comfort, comfort my people. God has not given up on you. 
God still calls you by his name. God still knows that you belong to him. God is speaking to you that the redeemer has come. The redeemer in Jesus has come to you. God has arisen with his salvation. And his salvation is here to relieve you of every depression. Maybe you're one who is facing certain aspects of, you know, you know, pride that you feel, you know, you know, it's too much for me. But God flattens every 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 pride maybe there 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 are people around you and you feel they have pulled you down the bible is encouraging us that he levels every mountain he pulls down the proud he lifts the lowly he lifts those who are crushed in spirit he deals with even the most difficult of people is it a difficult boss is it a difficult spouse is your life like naomi's life you know she she had that name sweet Naomi, but because of the situations in Moab, her name she preferred to even be called Mara. Listen to me. The Bible says in verse 4, every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain. Hallelujah. That God levels mountains. God, 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 God is the real sweetness in your bitterness. God is the real joy in your sorrow. He comes to change, to, to, to change things. We have a wonderful redeemer. We have a wonderful savior. We have one who deals with our biggest problem. We have one who deals with our biggest exile situation, which is the exile of sin. Friends, our God comes. Behold your God. Our God comes with salvation. But not only that, he also gives us it eternal life. He gives us a quality of life in God which starts now. He gives us peace that transcends understanding. Is the God described. Is the one that is saying prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. So have you lacked peace? Your exile may be that place where you are not at peace. Our God gives peace that transcends understanding. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. Maybe you have looked to, 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 to men. You've been disappointed by men. You've been disappointed by, by, by this and that. Maybe your trust has been in your boss. Maybe your trust has been in your in your superiors. Maybe your trust has been in your in, in, in your parents. Listen to me. Do not look to men. Do not seek comfort from people. We are unreliable. Athlete mm-hmm. leaders are unreliable. Politicians are unreliable. Our parliament is unreliable. Every, you know, once you put your trust in men, the Bible is reminding us they are like grass. And at times we've reached those exiled situations because our hope has been in men. And because they have let us down, so we want to crush ourselves, we want to commit suicide. How could she do this to me? How could he do this to me? How could my leader do this to me? You know, I voted him. I thought he would connect me to this, to this office. He has, he has forgotten about me. Listen, 
You have put your trust in the wrong person. That person is like grass. He only needed your vote. And the moment you voted him, you know, that was it. So he says all men are like grass. So the question is for you and me, where have we put our trust? If our trust is in men, we are going to be the most disappointed. We are very, very inconsistent as men. We are more Oh, we have a problem, a general problem of sin. We wither, we fall. So our trust should be only and only in the word of God. So even in that situation where you are, look to God. Do not look to men, however good they may seem, however anointed they may seem. We disappoint because we wither, we are like grass. Our glory is like that of flowers. It fades in an instant. Tomorrow it's bright. Today it's bright. Tomorrow it has withered. It is no more. Think through mostly who this God is. Take this God by who he is. Don't just base on your own thinking, but take him at his word. It is God who speaks comfort. This God who is creator, this God who is all-knowing, this God who is a wise counselor, this God who is incomparable, this God who rules and is Lord over all leaders. So in Christ, we have received comfort. That is the good news. Our sin has been dealt with. Our hard service has been completed in Christ. So Christ is our Sabbath, friends. In this season of Jubilee, Christ is actually our real Jubilee because in him is our real rest. In him, we find our real redemption. In him, we find our true selves. So rest in Christ. I do not know what situation you're, 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 you're in, but the message of renewal of strength in this fact that Christ offers us this comfort that Isaiah is talking about. Christ is the ultimate comfort that we need. No wonder he calls us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come to me, all ye who labor under heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Friends, we cannot rest in anything else outside Christ. Any other rest is not rest. Any other rest is just temporal. Any other rest is actually not rest. Maybe life has pushed you to the limit. You are asking yourself the rhetoric, like, like, like the, the, the Israelites asked, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Maybe life has pushed you to those limits. You know, for them, a pagan nation had subdued them and they were asking, you know, God, where are you? And maybe you, are, you, you look at these peers who, who, do, who, who do not fear God. They seem to be prospering. They seem to be the ones that, that are having it all. And you're asking yourself, where is God? My dear brother, my dear sister, this is now where the real rubber meets the, 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 the road. Think about who God is. Verse 28, now God asks, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, hallelujah. So the Lord will renew your strength. First, remember who he is. He says, don't you know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God. 
He is not confined to time. You know, at times we as men, we want quick fixes. We want quick things. But remember, he is everlasting. He is always ahead of us. We shouldn't panic. He is ahead of us. He knows the, the, the end before even the beginning. He, he works well beyond our deadlines. Is God who has it all worked out. Friend, be encouraged. God is working his purposes in our lives. God is working his purposes in this world. God is working out his purposes at his pace. So do not lose hope. Even when seemingly seems to be far, he is not far because he is the everlasting God. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He knows all the corners of the earth. He is omnipresent. He is all present. He is everywhere. Even in that exile, he was with them. Even in that exile, he still called them Jerusalem, his dwelling, because he was there. You know, at times we've gone through places and you think, is God here? You know, maybe you have a patient in ICU. Is God there? He is there in that lonely place. He is there. You may, you, you, you may not be having people around you, but listen to me. He is with you. Maybe you're going through a situation and you feel no one understands me. No one knows me. Even when I try to speak, no one seems to understand. Listen, be encouraged. The creator of the ends of the earth is with you. Even in that lonely place, even in that lonely place, even in that place where everyone has misunderstood you, be encouraged, the creator of the ends of the earth. That could be like the end of your earth. He is there. He knows it. He knows the bitterness and the girl. He knows the bitterness of your soul. He knows the bitterness of your spirit. He knows how we have not understood you. Maybe the clergy have not understood you. You know, your parents have not understood you. Your spouse has not understood you. But listen, you have God. You have God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The creator of the ends of the earth is this God. He knows your real, real situation. Remember, you are in God's presence and grace at all times because he's the creator of the ends of the earth. And he goes on to say, he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He will not grow tired. God is always at work. For us as human beings, we grow tired and we sleep, but he does not sleep. He does not slumber. He's forever fresh. He is always alert. He is alert to what you're going through. He is alert to your circumstances. He has always been alert. He was alert when the children of Israel were in this exile in Babylon. And that's why he speaks words of comfort. Because even in exile, he is God. You know, there's that song, even in the grave, he is God. He is always at work and his understanding no one can fathom. He is wise. He has unsearchable understanding. For us, we are limited. We may think God has given up on me, but he's saying that is your limited understanding. But 
that is understanding is way beyond maybe for you you are you are even given yourself years in these years i should be out of this but it's seemingly not getting out listen his understanding you cannot fathom it maybe has allowed you more time to go in that remember in the children of israel who were, were, were in this in this exile experience there are some prophets even told them you know in the next year god is going to release you but he tells them through the prophet jeremiah he tells them you know plant vineyards you know enjoy pray for this prosperity of the land because you're going to be exiled for the next 70 years so his understanding no one can fathom do not lose faith do not say god it's it's been long Yes, it may seemingly be long in our understanding, but before God, it is just a few, a few seconds. So his understanding, no one can fathom. We do not live by explanations, friends. We do not need to get an explanation from God. Rather, we should be living by his promises. We must submit to him by faith. Our walk is a walk of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We must submit to him. We may not understand certain things, but ours is to submit to him because no one can fathom his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. What an encouragement is God who gives us joy. He shares his strength with us, even in our weaknesses. Are you weak? Are you tired? Are you discouraged? I, I want to encourage you, you are a candidate for God's work. Do you feel like quitting on faith? Listen to me. He gives strength to the weary. God gives strength to those who are feeling tired, to those who have reached rock bottom, to those who are saying, you know, it's too much for me, God. He gives strength. He gives us ability to share in his strength. He is close to the brokenhearted. So be encouraged, my sister, be encouraged, my brother, even as you are on this platform, that you must draw strength from the Lord. And it says, even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You know, this is just metaphoric. Youth grow tired and weary. You know, those who think that they have vigor, those who think that, you know, we, we can lift all these weights, we can do all this in our strength. So the strength of youth has limits. So youth grow weary and tired. Young men stumble and fall. Those who have trusted in their own strength will actually be tired. Those who have thought, I can stand on my own, they will stumble and fall. But, but, those who hope in the Lord, let me borrow the ESV, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Hallelujah. Those who wait on the Lord. So the point here is on waiting on the Lord. So he says, those who have trusted in their own might are actually in for trouble. Those who have trusted maybe people, you know, are in for trouble. They will grow weary. They will grow tired. Those who think, you know, we are stable, 
they will stumble and fall. Those who have trusted in their own ways. But it says, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So, friends, we are talking about the Lord will renew strength. The Lord will renew strength when you wait on him. No matter the situation you're in, the call is for us to wait on God. The secret of walking with the Lord is in waiting on him. How do we wait on him? He says, let me, let me borrow the words in, of, of verse 10. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. One. We should behold God. We wait on God by beholding him, by acknowledging his presence, by, know, by, by, by living with the fact that he is coming. He comes with power. He has not abandoned me. He has not abandoned us. Exile is not the end. The situation I'm in is not the end. God is on rescue mission. There is help coming from outside. I may not have the strength myself, but I am relying on God for strength. Those who trust in their vigor, in their experience will be shocked. Those who are standing on other things outside Christ should be careful. So do not stand on your fame. Do not stand on your name. Do not stand on the name of your family. Do not stand on your connections. Do not stand on your academics. He says, those who do those will stumble and fall. But those who are fully leaned on God, those who fully lean on God, those who acknowledge their insufficiency and have their all arms in God, those who acknowledge that they cannot hold themselves, but they need God, he says they will have their strength renewed. Those who have taken God by his word, those who have allowed God to, to consume them by his presence, those who are looking forward to the future hope in Christ will renew their strength. So waiting involves letting God set the pace. And for me, I have hands off. Waiting involves looking at the future glory of God, as I said in verse 5, and the glory of God will be revealed. Waiting calls us to that point of desiring God's glory, moving and having the motivation of whatever we do as God's glory, not my glory, but God's glory. So God calls us in that point, and we should have our hands off. So as we wait, he calls those who wait to eagerly engage in proclaiming who he is. Remember in verse 9, you who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. Even in that situation of exile, do not look at your weaknesses. Continue proclaiming this gospel. Continue shouting it out. Be the herald telling others, here is your God. Behold your God. That as you wait, engage in proclaiming the coming of the Lord. Engage in proclaiming that God reigns. Engage in, in, in proclaiming his glory. Let his glory consume you. Those who wait on him have their entire weight on God. They have their entire dependence on God. They are like the psalmist who says, as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul longs for you, that their entire longing is on God. And he says, if that is so, then your strength will be renewed.
It will be renewed because God will be your God. Jesus will be your God, your Lord. And as a result, you will soar on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not be faint because all you do is led of God. Human effort has limits. Human effort brings weariness. Human effort bring, brings fainting. But once we are resting in God, once we are we are allowing God to lead us, then he is going to give us strength. Then God is going to be to be our strength. Then God is going to, to, to lead us through and through. So our message as we wait is behold your God. See God through his eyes, not my eyes, not your own eyes, but have your entire self in him. So friends, the Lord wants to renew our strength. The Lord is renewing our strength. In Jesus, we have renewed strength. So God now calls us to have our entire faith in Jesus. God calls us to remember it is Jesus who has paid for our hard, hard service, that our sin has been atoned for, that God is, is, is God, God has come. The, the, that voice that has already been proclaimed. And so God is on rescue mission, that God desires that the whole, the his glory will be revealed. That was the same vision to Habakkuk, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God desires that the knowledge of his glory is spread out and as such, our strength is renewed. It is renewed as we proclaim Christ. It is renewed as we walk with Christ. It is renewed as we have our entire dependence on Christ. It is renewed as our faith is deepened in Christ. It is renewed as we trust in God's word. It is renewed as we take God by his word. It is renewed as we take our eyes off men because men, their glory fades. Men are like grass. It is renewed as our faith is solidly bound in God. So in conclusion, friends, as I come to conclusion, I want you to think through your, your life. There is a message of comfort. And this message draws us to a total trust in God. And that trust is hinged on Jesus, who is our real, real comfort, who is our Sabbath, who is our Jubilee. So God calls us to that point of totally trusting in him, of totally laying the whole burden of our lives on him. And as a result, he will renew us. So if you are on this platform and you're weary, you are discouraged. Life has beaten you. Sin seems to be to have, to have led you to that place. Maybe you're at a point of giving up on faith. The encouragement from Isaiah 40 is that God has not given up on us. God is in business of restoring men to himself. God in Christ has not abandoned us. Great days await us. Let's just have our entire weight on Jesus. Let's just have our entire trust on Jesus. So do not give up. Do not give up on faith. God is in business. Maybe God seems to have delayed. God has not delayed. His understanding, no one can fathom. Do not give up on faith. 
Do not think of suicide. Do not think of quitting faith. The Lord is here. Behold your God. See the sovereign God comes with power and his arm rules for him. See his reward is with him. The gentle shepherd is with you. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have their young. Remember the almighty God is with us. The Lord richly bless you as we go through this night. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Sister. We thank God who has used you to speak to us this night. We pray that as you have emptied yourself for us, may the Lord refill you and may his word work out a great operation in our lives. In your strength. Thank you so much. God bless you. Let us thank God. Father, we thank you. We receive this word with thanksgiving, a word of comfort, a word of hope, a word to refresh us. Thank you so much from our weariness. Thank you for this word. Receive it, Lord, with thanksgiving. Thank you very, very much, Father. Thank you for your servant you've used to feed us. Thank you so much. Lord, that in this season of Jubilee, you're restoring us to yourself. You're giving us hope. Thank you very much, O oh Lord. Father, as we continue to tarry in your presence, as regard your word, we come before you first in repentance where we had given up, where we had asked ourselves like the Israelites asked themselves, that you hid from them, they, they, you hid from them, you can't see them. Lord, we have reached that point where our hope has been lost, where we have said you cannot reach to us. We have, we have lost it, Father. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. And because of thinking that you're not seeing us, we have walked away from your presence. We have even failed to come back to that place of repentance because we have not seen the things that we've asked for or we have not waited upon you, Lord. Father, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, O oh Lord, in our different aspects of our lives where we have put our trust in men. Lord, we ask that you forgive us where our trust has been in man, Lord, we have, you have spoken to us. Hezekiah, he looked at just himself, uh, not the generations to come, Lord, that you are going to be taken away from the land of promise. Lord, this is where we have been. Our trust has been in man and we have been crushed. Like you've given us that example of a flower which fades away. Lord, this is how it has been that we have put our trust in man, we have put our trust in money, we have put our trust in our jobs, in our qualifications, in the different things, and our trust has not been in you, whose word stands forever. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, O oh Lord, and have mercy upon us, O oh Father, for putting our trust in the different things that are not you. 
that fade away, whose glory disappears, like grass that withers. Those are, those are the things that we put our trust in. We ask that, Lord, you forgive us and have mercy upon us, O Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for not waiting upon you. Forgive us for rushing, for putting up our plans and following them and not being led by you. A God who is everlasting, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who does not faint. Father, we have put up things that have crushed us, have crushed our hope because you who is our hope, you is our jubilee, you is our rest, we have left you. God, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, O oh Father, and have mercy upon us. In this night, as you're calling us to trust in you, Lord, we pray that you restore us. The God who renews our strength, Father, we ask that you restore us. Restore us to you, Lord, in trusting in you and depending on only and only you. Because as you've taught us in your word, we know now that you're able because your word stands forever. You are God who never faints. You are God who is a covenant-keeping God that even in our different places of exile in whatever it is in those hopeless situations in those circumstances god you remain faithful you remain calling us your own lord we pray that you help us you help us wherever we have been scattered to trusting in other things wherever we were scattered because of the situations that hit us lord we pray that this night you restore us you renew our strength as we you're calling us to wait upon you you give us the strength to come back to the place of, of praying the place of waiting upon you lord we pray that lord you restore us your father in the name of the lord jesus father even as we continue to turn in your presence thank you lord for our brother Mr. Henry, who is back, I pray that you will take us on from here. Please go ahead. Lord, we give you thanks in the name of Jesus for remembering us in uh, captivity. Thank you, Lord, for you spoke to your children of Israel. While they were in captivity, you gave them a message of hope. So we are in captivity. Friends, each one of us, we are God's children by faith in Christ Jesus. So when we invoke those promises of Abraham, they, you know, we enjoy them just as the Jews who are descendants from Abraham by, uh, you know, by, uh, by, by what? By birth. So the text that our reverend has shared with us this evening you see god is speaking to the children of israel while in captivity and he's giving them a message of hope that is going to renew their strength spiritual maybe physical and and the bigger and let us look at where it says again in the bible about the captivity so there is one thing which I would like us to, to, to look at, actually, to focus on as we pray, that what is the reason that led to the captivity? What is the reason which, uh, you know, the reason as to why the children of Israel ended up in captivity? Reverend began by saying exile came as a result of disobedience. Disobedience. 
So disobedience is like rebellion, you see? You know the right thing to do, and you end up, uh, you know, doing it uh, in your own ways. Being in captivity does not mean, actually, the, the, the time when they received this message, doesn't mean that their uh, captivity had ended, you see? So there is this kind of situation whereby a person is in a, Mm, bondage, eh? suffering, as in some, you know, he's lacking something. The blessings are not coming to that person. Then he continues with, uh, you know, conducting themselves in a habit which is ungodly. You see? So Isaiah is speaking to these children of Israel. While in captivity, their captivity had not ended, remember? According, I don't know which year it was, that message in Isaiah 40, I've not checked well, but, but, but you remember in Jeremiah chapter, I think 25, or another chapter where it says that their captivity was going to last for 70 years. So I want us this night to, to deal with, with the body of Christ at All Saints Cathedral. Just after our, you know, we are still in that mood of jubilee to deal, to, to deal with the issues which brought the captivity. I began by saying that each one of us could be or might be, you know, captivated in one way or another, financially, in marriages. Um, now, children are going back to school. The children are so stubborn at home. Stubbornness means uh, um, the person knows the right thing to do, but they deliberately refuse to do it our children. So I want us to go in repentance this uh, night, and we ask the Lord to forgive us, our God and our Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word, that you even remember us, you know, when we are in bondage. You remember us, Lord our God, in our suffering. You remember, you remember us, Lord our God, when we are captivated, just like your children. Our reverend said, Lord our God, that, you know, you gave blessings to, to, to the children of Israel through their forefather Abraham. And you said, whoever blesses, you bless. Whoever casts, you'll cast them. Here comes the situation, Lord our God, we are indebted financially. Lord, we are suffering in many ways. Lord our God, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us for rebellion, rebelling against your word, the word which you revealed to us in both the Old and the, the, the New Testament. Lord our God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord our God, for, for incorporating idols in our hearts. Yet your word says in Exodus chapter 20, that do not have other gods before me. Lord our God, for not exalting you, Lord our God, as our God. For not looking at you as our maker, Lord our God. We have ended up, you know, bowing down to, you know, to, to creation. Worshipping what you created than you, the maker, than you, the creator. But we have exalted creation. We bow down to tree altars. We bow down to stones. Lord our God, some even use water. They trust he, you know, that the healing comes by, you know, bathing water from a given place, from a certain prophet, Lord, our God, Lord, we ask that you forgive us for non-trusting in you. 
This message has come at a time, Lord, her God, when we are financially indebted as a country, Lord, individually. And we ask that, Lord, you forgive us. Because the reason as to why we are struggling as a nation, as families financially, it is simply because of how we conducted ourselves with what the Lord blessed us with financially. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for hard-heartedness. Because people are ending up in divorces simply because of hard-heartedness, Lord. Unforgiveness. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, our God and our Father. Remember mercy upon us, Lord, for we are fallen beings in Adam. Lord, that is not an excuse. So Paul is asking us, should we continue to sin such that grace abounds? By no means. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, where we fell short of your glory as church families, Lord, beginning with families, churches, Lord, as a, na- as a nation, the country of Uganda, Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Now, Lord, the enemy is attacking us as a nation. Our children are going to, you know, wherever they are going, being captivated in Arab nations, Lord. Lord, the enemy is entering, penetrating the marriages which you ordained. Lord, the priests presided over these marriages. They represented you, but there is a lot of divorce in our country and in church cycles, Lord. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord our God, for, you know, for making ourselves loose and behaving like those in the world, the pagan world. Now the enemy is attacking us, us left, right, Lord. We ask that you forgive us. Lord, remember mercy upon us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, remember mercy. Remember mercy, O Lord. It is because of our sin that the blessings from you, O God, upon us are hindered. Isaiah speaks of that in the following, that you do not hear our prayers. And Lord our God, instead of waiting and waiting on you in our captivity, Abraham was captivated in one way or another. He had no son. He did not wait for you. Lord, the word is given such that we do not follow the example of our forefathers. Your word. He slept with hunger. He messed up. Lord, we do not want to live that kind of life. Help us, Lord our God. In our weakness, Lord, we ask that you remember us. Lord, visit us, each one of us individually. Visit us, Lord our God, in our weakness. Lord, those things where we are struggling, visit us, oh Lord. We are struggling to forgive. We are struggling to give. We are struggling to help others. Lord, did, are you not the one who said in your word that among us, the church, the Israel of God, the body of Christ today, that there shall not be poor people, that each one shall give generously to their neighbors. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for being stingy, selfish, and then we come and cry unto you, O God. You see? Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Lord, may you please, you know, Cleanse us with the blood of Jesus this night. Individually, the body of Christ, and Lord, the nation at large, Uganda, and even the entire continent, we pray in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks, praise, and honor in Jesus' name.
So, I, uh, as I was, uh, in, as the Reverend preached to us, I took, I read a scripture from Romans, verse 5, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 6. It says, For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for our ungodliness. Thanks be to God. You see, it says, uh, I took it from which version? So it says, For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So what I want to bring out uh, from here is, uh, you see, due, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. You see, Christ died for the ungodly. Those, those ones who struggle on a daily basis with sin, we are actually with transgression because we know that it is wrong to, to, to do contrary to the will of God, but we end up falling. So Christ came in that time of crisis. Let me, let me, let me draw us back to Exodus chapter 3. At that time of crisis, at that time of crisis, in Exodus chapter 3, you see, at that time of crisis, when the children of Israel were under the taskmasters, you see, you give, under they were given hard tasks, hard labor. You see, God uh, brought a deliverer. God remember us. Our God and a lot of debts. Lord, we ask that you remember us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, remember us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, would you please touch the hearts of the lenders? Oh, Lord, in your own ways, we don't know how you're going to do it. Maybe, Lord, you give us the, the, the ability, the finances, Lord, our God, to clear these finances, oh God. Lord, this one currently... You know, it is just too much, Lord God. We cannot bear it. Lord, you who visited the children of Israel in captivity in the book of Isaiah, even that time, you know, in those olden days of the book of Exodus, Lord, we ask that you remember us. Have mercy upon us, Lord our God. Lord, a person who is, a, you know, when you borrow money, you become a slave to the lender. Lord, in as a nation now, Lord our God, we are going to be slaves to the lenders. Lord our God, do something. Do something for us as a country of Uganda, Lord, we pray. In the, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, remember us. Remember mercy, O oh God, and bring us out of this captivity of debts as a nation, we pray. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. I want us to pray for the church. The body of Christ. You know, we are speaking at a time when people are evicting church land, grabbing church land. You see, godly, the ones who do not fear God. Our prayer for them is not to throw them into the fire. In the fire, I want us first to pray for the tense because we need back our from heaven on high above father in the and lord we know for sure theologically that you are fuses lord remember us in the same way you drew your children out of lord your word says that out of slavery you called your Jesus son lord god in the same lord 
remember the church, the body of Christ. And those men and women, the grabbers, the ungodly, the heathens above Father, who do not fear your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. So we're speaking at a time when the nation is there. So we're going to have, uh, you, you know, uh, the labor market is in Hamoy. You see, tens of thousands, they fly out in the Arab nations seeking for, for what? Uh, for, for jobs. May the Lord remember us at such a time. God speaks to us in Acts chapter 17 verse 26 that out of you know from one man abraham he made all nations and he actually have been praying for for, for for the nation and we said lord we give you thanks lord for you blessed us with natural resources you gave us what it costs for us to be wealthy in this nation there is no mistake as in ourselves being ugandans people are in uh, for Foreign brothers and our sisters, our God and our Father. We know for sure you see he went to Egypt, a foreign nation from Canaan, the land of blessing. Lord our God, this is our blessing. Uganda is a blessing to us. Lord, you sent him there. He first sought you. Lord our God, we bring repentance that we parents, we even send our children to captivity to foreign nations. Lord our God, simply because you want them to work for us to bring money home, to bring the dollar home. Lord, did we even hear from you before sending them, working out the visas? They even flood, uh, Reverend is uh, uh, offices, looking for visas. Pray for me, Reverend, I want to go out. Lord, we have given the, the, your servants, the ministers of God, the ordained priests, Abba Father, a lot of work, Lord our God, asking to go to foreign nations where you have not sent us. We ask that you forgive us, our God and our Father. This night, Lord our God, we call everyone who went there, Lord our God, without your permission to come back. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we have seen so many death cases. We as the body of Christ, what are we doing, Lord? Actually, we are praying. Lord, remember us. Lord, you what say that you hear, Lord, you hear those who cry out to you day and night. Remember, Lord, our God, and bring back our children. In the name of the Lord Jesus, another person will ask, Lord, we pray that when you pray to them now, now you give them the knowledge innovative to be innovative lord our god while on this land in this land where they are born in the name of jesus lord we ask all this in Jesus' name amen we're speaking at a time where corruption you know there is corruption you know it is okay it is okay to be corrupt you know this is such a time and someone is speaking boldly you know boldly you see and, 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 you know, God is what? You know, God is counsel. God says a thief pays, you know, back seven folds. And if this nation is for God, that is what we're supposed to be exercising. And by the way, it has to start with the church. Our God and our Father, we ask that you forgive us. In this area of stewardship, Lord, you sent us to the garden. You created man and woman. You gave us dominion over all other creation. Lord, we are... 
we have acted we have conducted ourselves unfaith you know you know we have not been faithful stewards as Paul speaks to the Corinthians Lord we ask that you forgive us Lord we have not handled the resources of this country very well we are so corrupt Lord we ask that you forgive us Lord the country is captivated with the debt yet yet we eat Lord even in church cycles we eat uh, is it individually uh, lord how many times do we even ask you when we are coming to go, to give an offering lord how many times lord we ask that you forgive us we do not even seek you so so, so when when it is time to give an offering then we start to check our pockets we we lose we look for lose lose whatever lose notes Lord, the time of preparation for an offering has to start now in this night over. Yes, Saturday, whatever, as we prepare for, for the worship service. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for being unfaithful, so mean. Not even, Lord, your word says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, I think verse 18, that remember the Lord your God who gives you power to make wealth. Lord, we have not remembered you, even in church. Now, when it goes to the govern to the governing board, it is worse. Lord, we ask that you you help us, forgive us, Lord our God, and bring us out of this captivity of corruption. Lord, whoever goes to an office is looking for a way of eating and eating. Lord, how can you eat from you know stealing from the garden? Can someone steal from their garden and they expect to 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 go there and harvest the next day? Lord, we are doing so wrong in this area. We ask that you forgive us. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, there is no brotherly love in, in, in our nation. No brotherly love. That's why it is very easy for someone. You see, this colonialism. So to bring an end to colonialism in a, on the African continent, people have to men and women the saints of those days they read scripture and they reminded the, the, the Europeans they told them you really you're the one who, who are teaching us this brotherly love so how can you love your brother and take separate them away from their families they had to check the scripture you see, the scripture is the authority. So how you love them? So how can you then, you know, backbite someone when you truly love them? So how can you then uh, sleep with someone's love wife when you truly love your neighbor, really? God, in this area, we are not doing well. And this has led to captivity of the church, families, Lord, brotherly love. Lord, we have not loved the same way you loved us. The Bible says Christ cautioned in John chapter, let me say, chapter 13, a certain verse there, 34, 35, or 36, that you love one another in the same way I have loved you. How did Christ love us while we were still sinners? In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it has to be 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where it talks about verse 21 following, that, 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 that him who knew no sin, he gave his life on our behalf, such that we become righteous before our Father in heaven. Lord our God, we ask that you forgive us. We have not loved in the same way you loved us. Remember mercy upon us, Lord our God. That's why we are failing. That's why we are in captivity. 
Lord our God, while in captivity, Lord, remember us. Your word is telling us that our strength is going to be renewed while in captivity to check scripture, to, to, to be your will above Father, that which is revealed to us in the, in the Pentateuch, Lord our God, in the name of Jesus, such that we do not continue in our sinfulness in, because it annoys you, Lord, and it invokes your wrath upon us, even while in captivity. Lord our God, have mercy upon us. Teach us how to love the same way you loved us. Lord, you, we talk about them, the, the, the unconditional love. Help us, Lord our God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are blessed in our time that we have the whole constitution, the whole, you, you know, the word of God organized in the, the old and the new. Lord, such that we do not repeat the same thing which led our forefathers, the children of the Jews, to captivity. But Lord, here we are, captivated in marriages, captivated financially. Lord, help us. Help us in our... Lord, you, are, you have told us that, you know, that you're going to renew... You see that you're going to renew, the Lord will renew our strength. The, yes, Lord, remember us, Lord, our God, in the name of Jesus, that we, we shall be quick when it comes to righteousness as a church. And we shall be so slow, Lord, our God, when it comes to uh, committing sin. Even forsake it, such that we shall forsake it for good. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. So I still have this uh, burden for, for the church. Uh, oh, uh, you see, see uh, from uh, the very passage we have read, Isaiah 40, verse 4, let us ask the Lord to level the mountain of rebellion in the body of Christ. If it was not for rebellion, we wouldn't have reached where we are. You know, when you check, can you imagine the church, the body of Christ, being in, uh, you see, writing about whatever is happening? It is, it does not sound well because healing is supposed to start from the church going to the parts of, you know, of the world, to the pagan world. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, that such sin which was in the church of Corinth, eh, that was not even known in the pagan world. And we are doing the same thing. So, so according to the setup of the book of Corinth, that's related to the Corinthians. So the church was so powerless. The Corinth church was so powerless. It could not handle even it is judicial issues they would go to, you see, to, 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 to the people in the world. And that's why we are. You see men in church, men, you know, I, I don't know, but they take, uh, they, they, they take the clergy, they take the, the archbishop to court. Can you imagine? Can't we solve such thing in our what? In our cycles? It is so painful. It pains me. And I'm so sure that it pains you as well. So let us pray for the church. Let us ask the Lord to level this thing of rebellion in us. Rebellion of Israel that they told him, go and destroy all the Amalekites. You see, when you run through the scripture and you check the Amalekites, by the way, even this man, 
was one of the remnant of the, the, the what? The, the Amalekites, the, the Haman in captivity. Haman, who wanted to destroy all the entire nation of Jews in captivity, that man. So we wouldn't have had uh, Ezra writing for us, we wouldn't have had Nehemiah writing for us, we wouldn't have had uh, uh, who else? You know, those prophets, Zechariah and Hagar, because of the Amalekites. And this is so rebellion. They told him, do this. He he does, he, you know, rebellion is half obedience, which is witchcraft. The Bible says in First Samuel uh, chapter 15, it is witchcraft. It is sorcery. And it is in church. Oh, oh, oh how I wish that the Lord helps us. Our God and our Father, sin of rebellion. Lord, we ask that you, you level it, uh, Lord our God, because it is eating up the church. Who is this one speaking? Whom do you think you are? You say, say, such a kind of thing. Because when a person fails to deliver what they are supposed to deliver, it's like they are questioning. It's like these people are questioning. I am having, I am an old man. Why? Such a kind. Whom do you think you are? Questioning. This one, which we did not even give, you know, you, you shed your blood for, for, for the church. It is not our church. It is the church of Christ. Lord, we have misbehaved. We have questioned authority. We have rebelled against you, Lord our God. You sent to us the, the priests. You sent to us the ordained priests, the reverends. Lord our God, we have rebelled against them, refusing to, 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 to do what? To follow the instructions. And Lord, all this is intended for, for our good, to bring order in worship, to bring order in the body of Christ. That's what we have failed and refused to do. And it is causing us problem as the body of Christ. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Rebellion is as a sin of so, Lord our God, there is no way we can we can cast out on the other side. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Lord, would you please level this mountain of rebellion in the body of Christ? Lord, we lay our hearts before you at the feet of Jesus in Luke chapter 7. When that woman came before Jesus, she cried and cried and wept at the feet of Jesus. She, she washed Jesus' feet with her tears. She brought out the oil and anointed Christ Jesus. That was at the beginning of Christ's ministry. Lord our God, you, this church was born those days, 2,000 years ago, many, many years ago, when you sent to us uh, the Spirit of the Lord in his ministration, and is the very one also that we have disobeyed in our era. Forgive us, Lord our God. Lord, at, at your feet there is forgiveness of sin. Lord, would you please forgive us all sin, rebellion inclusive, that has led the, your, the, the church, the body of Christ at all saints, Lord, the church of the province of Uganda, the body of Christ, those who are called by your name, that has led to captivity. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Have mercy upon us, Lord our God. Forgive us, Lord our God, for, 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 for nailing you back on the cross. Forgive us, Lord our God. This night we are making a turn in the name of the Lord Jesus. Help us not to go back in our filthness, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you renew, you renew our strength this night to sin, no, to sin, 
In the name of Jesus, your word says in First Corinthians 10, 10, 10, 1 Corinthians, yeah, 10, 13, that no temptation has seized you, that which is not common to man. Lord, our God, in the scripture, you tell us that you give, you are there to help us see the way out of the temptations which come out of, you know, which come before us. Lord, we ask that you help us. Open our eyes. Isaiah was speaking to a blind nation, the people who are blind, the people who were deaf. In Isaiah chapter 6, they were deaf, they were blind. Lord our God, today we have heard very well your message in the name of Jesus. We ask that you help us. Lord our God, why? Because Christ reversed our blindness on the cross. He even did that before he died on the cross. So here we are. We have heard correctly with our ears. Lord, we have heard, we have seen, Lord, we are seeing this scripture. We are able to read. Help us to, to, to put in practice that which you're teaching us on a daily basis, Lord, our God, in overnight, in all the programs that we have at All Saints Cathedral. Lord, even in all other dioceses, in the name of Jesus, such that we, you remember our captivity and bring us back to a land of blessing where you are going to bless us, Lord our God, where you're going to bless our finances, where you're going to bless our marriages, where you're going to bless our children, that our children will be for the Lord, will be a blessing for the nation in the name of Jesus. Where are you going to bless our, uh, our you know, our storehouses, Lord our God, in the, that we shall not lack. Lord, that whenever we would hear people crying of famine, like in, like our brothers and sisters in Karamaja, that it will be us, the church, to go and provide in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring us out of this financial captivity as the body of Christ. In, are you not the one who said that the, the, the right here shall not beg for bread? Lord, help us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, remember your name, which is, you know, the, 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 the profanity which is brought to your name, Lord our God. When we are in church, we beg for bread. When, the, when our marriages are, are failing, Lord, remember. We remember us, Lord our God. Your name has been put to shame, Lord our God. When the church is powerless, people are seeking healing from false prophets. Lord, remember us. Remember us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.